Hello and welcome to Wonderful. I'm David Pearl, the founder of Street Wisdom, and this is a podcast we've designed for anyone who wants to get some inspiration on the go. Today, a lot of us are listening to podcasts while we walk. Wonderful is a podcast designed specifically for that, a podcast to walk to, something to put a bit of wonder in your wonder. You're welcome to listen to this as you wander around your home or lying on the sofa even. You'll find inspiration is actually everywhere. But if you've got a bit of time, and let's face it, we've all got a bit of time, let's boot up and head out into the street. So greetings, wander lovers, wanderians, wanderistas, wanderfellas, wander maniacs, wander lovers everywhere. Welcome, welcome, welcome to what is episode two of season three of Wonderful? Hooray! I can look, I can see by the look in your eye, that kind of yearning look and the tapping of your toe that you are looking for some more inspiration on the go, which is great because you've come to the right place. Wonderful is that place. And where I have come to, as you can probably hear, is um, I've come outside London uh, to uh, enjoy a bit of greenery. As, as have some joggers who you might hear going past in the background. How are you? How are you doing? How are you sleeping through the night? If you listened to uh, the previous episode with Gabriel Walker, you'll know that that's a question that's been on my mind because I wasn't sleeping so well because, I don't know about you, but I've been having a bout of eco-anxiety, I think you could call it, um, which is why I set off on a quest uh, to talk to some people who, who, are, who know, people in the know, in the business, people who are day in, day out, and for many years have been deeply involved in the business of, let's call it, I don't know, life on earth, having better life on earth, loving our environment more, um, um, you know, facing the challenges that, uh, that climate change poses. Um, and the person I want to introduce you today, it, it, there couldn't be anyone better, to be perfectly honest, um, because you know, you know you, people sat and looked at, for example, COP26 at Glasgow, and they and they opined from the outside. No, I did, and, and I commented, and I thought, and I judged. But the person I'm going to introduce you to uh, today was right in the middle, right in the middle of it all. His name is Nigel Topping, and he's a brilliant man. Um, and I was so pleased that we nabbed him for this podcast. He is, if you look him up, you'll see that he is, he's got uh, quite, quite a long title. I think it's something like uh, uh, high-level UK champion for climate action, or um, he's also a gl- senior global climate dude um, uh, who works with the UN. And what he does is he, as he'll explain, I think, is um, he kind of helps align all the non-governmental actors involved in the whole climate, tackling the climate mission, which is a, a heck of a job. He does it brilliantly. And you know how, when people start talking about climate, they very often fall into two camps. There are the ultra-passionate people, and then there are the ultra-rationals. Uh, people who always got some pie charts and, and quoting facts and, and doing, doing projections and so on. And uh, I think Nigel, I think you'll agree, is somebody who uh, is a brilliant creature. He spans both. He really knows what's really going on objectively. He's been doing this a long time. So he also sees where we've been and where we're going. He's got a kind of great sense of perspective, but he's also a huge pumping heart and his eyes will frequently sort of fill with tears when he thinks about 
And when we talk about, you know, the plight of farmers in Africa, perhaps, or or young people who are wary about having babies, you know, because they're uncertain about the future. And I, I came away feeling I want to be more like Nigel. I, I, I want to be more sort of rooted in the facts and also, uh, you know, have something of the passion that he's got. And I think probably we could all with a bit of that. So, without any further ado, um, I'd like to drop us into the conversation that we had with Nigel, which uh, we organised actually, it wasn't at in Glasgow, but it was it was on Zoom around that time. He was far too busy um, wrangling wrangling all the non-governmental actors at Glasgow. But he was gracious enough to give us a bit of, a little bit of time afterwards. And I think um, I think you'll be inspired by what he has to say. At the end of this, well, as in in true um, in, following the wonder, wonderful tradition, we'll take one of his ideas and we'll play with it in a little have a little experience and try it on for size. So. Nigel Topping. I admire what you do, and I saw your TED talk, and you can, you kind of gave me three micro stories, which really made me think. Hold on a second, this is possible. You unfroze me. One of them was ambition loops. One of them was exponential change. The other one, I can't remember what it was. But I well, wanted. I, I talked about converging pathways. So just think of the, the flocking starlings, right? So all moving to, you know, the, the power of us moving in, in, in synchrony. Say more about that, because that's re-inspired me all over again. Do you see, do you see starlings or do you see chaos? What do you see? Well, there are different, different species of birds <laughs> are flocking differently, sometimes in different, different skies and different universes. So, but what I'm really referring to there is when all the different birds, all the different types of actor in a system all start to fly um, in synchrony. So, and you saw a lot of that in Glasgow. So for example, we heard about shipping, right? I, I use that example in the in that talk. Boring industry, B2B, no one thinks about it. Um, you know, it's, emissions the same as Germany, quite a big deal, all burning oil, dirty oil, right? So you start seeing Governments committing to green shipping corridors and 19 governments saying we'll build the infrastructure and make sure you see some of the world's big, biggest cargo owners like Unilever and Ikea and Amazon saying from 2040, we'll only buy zero carbon freight services. And then you have 200 companies along the whole value chain. So fuel manufacturers, port infrastructure, shipping builders, cargo um, operators, all committing to the same pathway. So and, and so you've got governments. Um, cities, ports, fuel operators, you know, big FMCG companies, all suddenly starting to fly in the same direction. So it's much safer. So it's the same, you know, the reason that, you know, those beautiful pictures of herring, shoaling, that's a, it's a, it's, it's safer, right? Or, or all the, all the wildebeest, all the, all the canoes, um, migrating together, all giving birth at the same time, right? A lot of them get, you know, killed by predators, but the fact that they're all together and all doing it at the same time means there's, it's much less risky. So yeah, we definitely see that starting to happen. Whereas in the past, you know, and investors as well. So you've got invest you know, you've got investors, bankers, supply side, demand side, technology, cities, you know, and of course citizens are demanding faster, faster, faster. So, you know, everybody's starting to go in the same direction. Thank you. Uh, that you've you've put a spring in my step already. Now honestly that it's almost like you're seeing this what feels like a very 
you know, to the normal citizen, I think, watching the media, it seems like a very legalistic, very disconnected, quite um, belligerent process. You're seeing that more, almost like a natural process. It's a bit more like the way that, 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 that you know, animals work in the wild. Yeah, I mean, you have to distinguish between the legalistic negotiations process, which gets a lot of attention, um, and which actually and it isn't belligerent. I mean, it's unbelievably collaborative. It's the only process I know of where you have to have a hundred percent consensus between nearly two hundred countries over every verb. Shall we say requests or shall we urges? Shall we say phase down or shall we say phase out? I mean, so and everyone has to agree every word, right? So one country can say no, and then it's not agreed. So it's, so it's far from belligerent. It's the most collaborative process. Of course, that make, that makes it slow. It makes it hard to make real breakthroughs. But actually, in Glasgow, we saw huge progress. And the important thing is not just to look at the Glasgow Climate Pact, but to look at it in the, look at the film from before Paris to today, and then then you see a very different dynamism. If you just look at the if you just look at the the still photo, then you're drawn to the flaws. If you look at the movie, then you're drawn to the the, the the your eye follows the momentum and you see where it's going. And it's very different. It's really important we do that. So, for example, the very fact that the word coal was used in that is a really big deal. There's a lot of countries that are still burning a lot of coal and, 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 and are relying on it to keep their citizens warm and fed and, and, and powered today. So it's very contentious. Or so but but you know, or, or actually agreeing that 1.5 is the North Star now. It hasn't been. It was mentioned in Paris, but not as the goal. That shifted. Or mentioning the fact that we have to reduce emissions by 45% this decade. Or mentioning that countries have to come back with better plans every year. All of that is a very significant ratcheting up mm. of the dynamism within the Glasgow Climate Pact compared to the Paris. So you have to look at the... And, and, and yes, the end result of that is still we're woefully off track, right? But we're less woefully off track than we were, and there's more dynamism. So that goes to the second point about these sort of exponential goals. And in most sectors, that's the way that's the way industrial transformation happens, right? And we're seeing it now in renewable energy, in electric mobility, in green hydrogen, in green steel, now in shipping. And it's, sometimes it's sometimes we're in the middle of it, like electric mobility and renewable energy. Sometimes we're at the beginning of it, but that's the shape. And when and that's what that's what happens when everyone everyone kind of you know, whoosh, everyone suddenly goes in the same direction. And is that? Because I, the story that I think I come up against, I'm not sure if it comes up from other people or it's inside my own skepticism, which says, I guess it's too late. You know, we we messed up. It's too late. But what I get from you is exponential means remember that change isn't linear, and it is that right? Yeah, but, but and it's too late, right? We should have been going. We should have been going exponential twenty years ago. I mean, we've had plenty of warning. It's just, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of momentum in human society, in human culture, and human in, in, in human systems, right? I mean, it's, it's the it's the proverbial oil tanker, right? Literally, <laughs> which we're having to which we're having we're having to turn it around and turn it into a tank, you know, a tanker filled with with, with green ammonia at the same time. Changing big systems is very difficult, and for all for all the clamour on the streets. There's a lot of people who don't want change, you know. The, the, so, so, but as the louder the clamour gets, then the more it becomes a political force, and so it, it, it opens up. But that's only really the last few years that we've had that. You know, we didn't have that degree of of public, of, of visceral public kind of fear, rage, frustration in Paris. So it's helpful, um, but it's relatively new, and it's still a minority of people. Right? I mean, you know, the figures show that a lot of people are worried, but not many of them. You know, like you saw what happened in France when. 
you know, they, a minor increase in fuel tax. Right? There's plenty of people will not allow politicians to move fast. So it's all very well saying you've got to move faster, but you know, we see CEOs who've gone really fast and politicians who go really fast lose their jobs. So that's the challenge, right? So we have to take the whole society with us, otherwise, otherwise we don't. <laughs> and 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 may, I mean, I, I hear you. I'm curious about Nigel. About where do you do you ever? in the small hours feel despair and or do you, where do you get the energy to do this? I mean, I, I really ab- admire is the right word. I mean, I, I would say it's not in the small hours, it's in the middle of the day that I find despair. I mean, and in Glasgow, I went through about three cycles of grief and joy per day. I mean, you know, you go and sit, sit, no, you go and sit with some indigenous leaders who tell you about their story. And if you don't cry, you're not human. And you go and sit with some farmers who are, so frustrated that they've been forced to behave in a certain way because of their obsession with cheap food above all else. Or you, or you sit with some some young people who are like young women who are like, "I'm not going to have a kid. I don't want to bring." I mean, how can you not sit with that and get really, uh, you know, angry or something? It's happening now, right? Just think about it. Yeah. And that, but and then you, and then you see amazing young people moving into politics or moving into engineering or moving into law, or you see you know farmers' organisations. Now work working with big companies to transform um, towards regenerative agricultural practices. We see, you know, en- engineers in the shipping industry getting excited. I think I think the trick is not to fall on. There's a, there's those are two horns of a dilemma, right? It's like the we're so fucked, it's not worth doing anything, and we're so clever, it's not worth worrying. Both of those are bullshit, <laughs> right? I mean, we're so we're so clever. It's patently not true because we're we're in a we're in the shit. Yeah. Yeah, but also we're also also we're so fucked. It's not worth trying. Is that's that's a council of despair. And I think that. So I, th- I was just thinking you're talking about micro stories. I think there's. I just wrote down four micro stories that are really unhelpful. What one is the, the the what I call the gloom overwhelm. Like you know we're so fucked. We should just prepare for a life in the woods kind of thing. <laughs> um, that that story consigns future generations to an awful life because it abdicates from action to try and do something. Today, then there's the, then there's the conspiracy blah 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 narrative, which is a lie. It says it says you must tell the truth, and then it says no one's doing anything, or you must tell the truth and it's all bullshit, or you must tell the truth and everyone's relying on offsets. So it, it, it fails on its first principle. It fails to live up to its first principle. And there's a lot of that conspiracy blah blah blah. I see. I know people I know saying you know the UK government or, or Nigel Topping. Why have you invited so many oil executives to Glasgow? Like, Hello, didn't invite any. You know, didn't see any. There might have been a few there. There's definitely a lot of oil people there because some there are some petro states, and it's a multilateral process, and countries can bring who they want in there. Good, good luck overturning the entire basis of you know, multilateral process and law. That's the reality. There are countries who rely on law for, for on, on oil for income. Then there's that. So those are the sort of on the on the on, on the it's so bad side. Then there's the the predatory delay. You know, like all we need is you know the world to put a uh, you know, big fat carbon price on, and we're really supportive of that. You know, pretending to be for things which you know won't happen, and then there's a kind of smug. You know, business is here now. We've got it. You know, don't worry, kids. You know, you know, governments are shit, but the, the, you know, the, the big boys have, have arrived. That, those are sort of two stories on the that, you know, that give no agency, and two stories that take agency away because, by, by pretending that, that we've got it. So there's a lot of those. There's a lot of stories that are really unhelpful. People seem to they're sort of tribal stories that people can tell themselves. So people write write blogs about those things 
or talk to the, their mates about those things and get all that kind of love back. Yeah, yeah. Why have the UK government invited all the oil execs who are taking it over? I'm like, oh my God. In the press conferences, we had one representative from an oil trade body saying, why, why are you not allowing any oil companies here? So I think that's like, you know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of, the, 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 the dangerous stories are the ones which feed a tribal identity mm. and have everyone go, yeah. And Nigel, I, I, I hear, beautifully done, by the way. I mean, I will now be vigilant about those four stories. What would you advise? I mean, to be honest, I came away from Glasgow incredibly inspired, actually. Any advice for me going forward? I'm in now. You know, I'm going to be part of it. But I do yeah. get I do get tribal. I do get, you know, uh, uh, this is like phone a friend. Nigel Topping. Yeah climate champion give me some advice what would be more helpful stories for me to tell myself at three in the morning i do think i do think you should be scared and skeptical um and so i think you should dip into those stories like the science is a story which is based on fact right but it's still a narrative which shows you why you should be scared and and the history of inaction shows you why you should be skeptical so i'm not i'm not saying you shouldn't be la la everything oh everything's fine but you shouldn't get stuck in those stories because there's no agency or very little agency in those stories and there's a danger of just being stuck in despair or anger i mean i've obviously thought a lot about i think you have to choose i think hope is an active choice and and action is what and hope and action are intertwined you can't hope without action is is um well it's passive right i mean it's nothing will change if you just so, so, and we and we struggle with the words. I mean, you know, Christian Figueres uses the frame stubborn optimism or active hope. I mean, but, but I think you've got to be in action. So you've got to decide. Okay, I'm I'm scared and skeptical. All right, so we can bank that. But my response to that is not to be overwhelmed or dismissive, but to choose hope, which means choose to try and do something to my try and try and make the world a better place. Right, and that's what hope is. I think, and then and then it's a question of what are your skills what's your influence you know so if you're if, you know you've got access to the saudi royals and you're a great storyteller then tell them great fucking stories um and get them excited about their role in creating a better future for for, for, for their kids and for future generations and um find find what excites them find what stories resonate with them to get them excited about you know i, noticed, I, I discovered that saudi arabia has a lot of mangroves Mangroves. Well, mangrove restoration all around the world is one of the most significant things that needs to happen to protect coastal communities. So I hear that the Saudis, you know, so can they get excited about, you know, funding and collaborating all around the world wherever there's mangroves? So that there's, you know, so, so yeah, I think, I think, yeah, be scared and skeptical and then, but don't get stuck there and then get into active hope and that's do something. I mean, almost do anything, right? Whether it's yeah. with you know getting your if you've got kids get them go to the school see if the school will join the let's get to zero initiative if you, you know if if you've got access to business leaders bring that bring it into your work I mean everybody's got everybody's got some influence right if it's yeah. what you buy what you what you retweet I mean you know and there's and there's loads of great stuff out there for individuals to to join now so but someone like you who's you know got a rich network of influential connections i mean there's a ton you could do right and it's and it's a story that people want to be 
in now. That's the other thing. It's not five years ago. You have to sneak, sneak around the side door and try try and get in. But now people want to be in this conversation. Everyone, there's a sort of zeitgeist shift that people are like, okay, yeah, we really are fucked. We really yeah. need to do something about this. Help, yeah. help me. I, yeah. I, I, I want to be part of it. So I think there's a, that's helpful, right? There's a lot of that flocking, you know, attracts people. Like, oh, what's going on over there? That everyone, everyone wants to be part of that. Flock master. I mean, somehow Flock they're kind master. of. The, the murmur, the murmurer. I think then they call it a murmur or murmuration or a murmur, something. With... A murmuration of starlings. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. A murmur, murmuration meister. Let's, yeah, I'll do that. Put that on my business card. <laughs> I've been listening to that conversation, you know, with you, and all over again, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm buzzing. I'm, I'm, I feel, I sort of more confident just listening to Nigel, but also I feel like. Um, I want to take action uh, and that I can take action he, he is an amazing guy and I loved it when he said that he's um, that much better than what I think he's got on his on his business card the idea that he's a uh, he's a flock master that idea of um, or, or a murmuration meister that that idea that he he picked up where that that, that, that just as just as nature falls into sort of patterns there's a pattern if you look at it in nature so there's a pattern in human activity and if you can spot the pattern you can feel the way in which our consciousness is migrating or that that businesses are are are, are creating packs or, or, or herds and i find that i find that really exciting um and and it also makes me smile and it puts me in mind of an exercise we could do together so what I'd love to do is build on that idea of Nigel's, that, that, that ability to see patterns that others miss. And if you don't know this podcast, what, what we like to do is, is pause the uh, podcast just after I've given you th this instruction, go for a bit of a wander uh, for 10 minutes or so, and then restart the podcast and we can reflect on the experience that we just had I'll do it alongside you and uh, in that way we're not just sort of talking or thinking about stuff we're experiencing things as well so here's an idea for the next 10 minutes I'd love you to 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 to, to wander and that means really follow your feet not 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 your brain um, and enjoy the patterns enjoy noticing how one thing connects with another just notice the connection between things. And a way to get this to start, if you like, is to notice the connection between you and things. So imagine that you are, uh, as I am at the moment, looking at a tree. What I would do is I put my attention halfway between me and the tree. And I notice, oh, hang on, there's a little bit of connection there. And then I might look at the, there's a, what looks like a bus stop far in the distance and I notice the space that's halfway between me okay and now I'm beginning to notice there's a connection between me and the tree and the bus stop it's a great way of getting things to connect up another way to think about it is you could just imagine you're a master code breaker and that you're really good about spotting how things that seem very different connect so there's this lovely black and white dog that's just walking past there's my uh, iPhone and the connection between them is light. The way that the light bounces off the dog 
also it also emits from the from the you get the idea just allow the wonderful connecting part of your brain to connect things that don't initially connect and start to really enjoy the patterns and you'll start seeing patterns everywhere so off we go let's enjoy the pattern and then see uh, what happens when we get back together in 10 minutes so I am noticing Oh, I'm just noticing the pattern that my shoe, my boots make on the earth. And then I'm noticing the stones. There are stones poking through the mud and they connect. The constellation of little stones, the network of stones. So I, you know, I guess the name of the game here is expect the unexpected. Uh, it's not my first wonder, you know, I do this all the time and I, I never really know what I'm going to get. I got, I, got, I got a really lovely but surprising result. So I found myself, you know, I was thinking, thinking patterns, patterns. And I found myself uh, looking at a, what I had seen before like a, just, a, a, just a sort of clump of green. But it was, um, I think it's a holly bush and a horse chestnut and, and various various plants which I'm a little bit too ignorant to know the names of but it didn't really matter because it wasn't it wasn't about that I just noticed uh, the way in which all of the leaves uh, were pointing outwards and upwards um, they seem to have all of the all of the the filaments and all of the there were little spiky holly leaves and so on and they all seem to be pointing outwards and it put me in mind of the patterns that you see when a firework explodes just for a moment frozen on your retina just before you and i suddenly it i looked around in this what's actually quite a a green place um for being near a city and Instead of being static, it was like a freeze frame of explosive activity, explosive growth, really. Um, so it's very, it, it, I've, I've come away from that thinking that really, if you think things are still, look again. Things are actually moving irrepressibly. Uh, fast and there's incredible power here and that puts me back in mind of what Nigel was saying I, I think it helps me understand I when I listen to Nigel and people like him I get this sense that though we might not be able to see it day to day there is a pattern an irresistible pattern emerging um, that we're part of and that we can trust there's a sort of evolutionary pattern here strong forces at work that don't necessarily make it into the newspaper but our, our, um, our life, really. That life has got a plan and it's not about to be stopped. So I've come away from that feeling bouncier and um, buoyed up and uh, kind of delighted and looking around me at what looks like a, a sort of temporarily frozen firework display. <laughs> I'm, I expect and hope that you had very different experiences and we'd love to hear what they were we always really enjoy it when you share um, 
the experiences that you had and you can do that on the uh, contact details that we provided in the uh, notes. I say we provided, it's actually Andrew who works assiduously. Andrew Payne, our producer, and works really hard to, to create notes to, I don't know, to distill whatever meaning there is in my wandering rambles um, into something that is that hopefully, hopefully digestible, enjoyable for you. So, friends, wanderistas, wanderellas, wanderfellas everywhere, um, look forward to seeing you on the next episode where we'll introduce you again to a new stranger who's got a wonderful take on the planet, one that we can learn from, step into and enjoy. Okay, till we meet again on the wiggly, wiggly, wobbly road of life, um, stay wonderful. Cue music. We need some music. You can find out more about these mindful walking techniques at streetwisdom.org, a global non-profit founded by David Pearl. Street Wisdom is an everyday creative practice you use as you walk to help you unblock your mind to find clarity and inspiration. Why not follow us at streetwisdom underscore for free guided in-person and online workshops. You got it. Walking workshops. You can also download our audio guides on Spotify. Just search for Street Wisdom. Happy wandering.